For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! The 12 gauge double barreled Remington, S Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right, shop smart. Shop S Mart. You got that? Now I swear. The next one of you primates even touches me. So welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that does not give a fuck about the Olympics. I'm Ian. I'm Seth. I'm Dasher, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I was actually, because I've, I've been on vacation for a week, which is why we did not have an episode last week. I I didn't know it went on this long. I, I, this is how little I pay attention to the Olympics. I was like, it's still on. But like I said, we don't. Oh, get yeah. Fun. Yeah. They go on for what? Two, three weeks. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Uh, a month. That is news to me. But yeah. that is the only thing I know about them. So, yes, I because we were gone for two weeks, I gave them. More than one movie to watch. We are going to cover a trilogy, which is something we do from time to time. Mm-hmm. And we're going to cover the Sam Raimi Evil Dead trilogy, which it's uh, it's it's always been weird to me calling it that because it's really not because one and two and three are really two and three are definitely connected. One is not. It's just so weird of a trilogy. Uh, well, yeah, and, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, th- this is a, a a film series that I have. Uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of it, um, and I think most of that came from the second one. And mm-hmm. talking literally, like maybe three or four minutes, I've seen of that film. Mm-hmm. So this was pretty much a brand new experience for me. Anybody out there that's ever seen a Sam Raimi movie that has never seen this trilogy, one, where the fuck have you been? Two, you can see where Sam Raimi is Sam Raimi. I mean, this trilogy screams Sam Raimi. You ever seen Drag Me to Hell? No. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And the ending of that movie made me laugh and laugh and laugh. Well, that's the thing with his movies. This trilogy, especially, is yeah, it's horror, but it's intentionally fucking hilarious, and it is. That comes into play more, I feel like, than the second and third ones. The first one is it has funny elements, but I don't. Yeah. Well, a lot of the funny stuff that comes from it is stuff that they had to do on a budget. Hmm. Let's 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 talk about the first film because you first. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this movie kind of gets straight to it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yes and no. He, he, well, there, there's kind of no way. 
Yeah, he really wastes no time. Yeah, there's kind of no there's there's no wasting time at all. Um, I was sitting here watching it with uh with my girlfriend, and I was like, shit, we're getting right to it, ain't we? Yeah. Uh, five minutes in, they just they show the the cellar door, and uh, I don't know. I, I think this movie is. I I really appreciate the uh level of creativity to do exactly what Sam Raimi did with as little money as he had. Mm -hmm. Uh, The, the visuals in this are genuinely creepy Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of spaces. Um, There's some things that make you laugh. Um, Whether those are intentional or not is I've yet to determine in the first one. Um, Right. It being Sam Raimi, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, they were. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a it's probably a mixed bag, sure. Because like because like I'm like I'm with Seth. I've seen this movie like maybe eight times. Mm. I don't know what's intentional and what isn't because uh, for the, for me the first one, I would say more than half of this movie's charm is the fact that it was done on a budget and it takes a, an incredible imagination to crank out what they mm. did with yeah. with basically nothing, yeah. especially the makeup that you see. It looks like they yes. got up at it was just like latex shit you buy at the store yeah you can tell in places where it's like coming off you know um but for what they had dude i thought they did an incredible job uh especially his sister in the cellar she's incredible yeah that's that's probably one of the most i wouldn't say iconic but it's definitely one of the most more impressive Mm -hmm. movie not even I don't even know I don't even want to call them zombies deadites but it's they're basically kind of demonic yeah they're demons they're, they're, right. they're kind of all over the place but uh yeah they're demons and uh, it is I mean in the annals of horror movie lore that is iconic scenery right there yeah you ask Just, anybody who knows mm-hmm. anything that's we're in our age demographic mind you and and even younger and older. So everyone, yeah. Name one thing from the Evil Dead that you remember: the cellar scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it, it, and mm. what when you get when you start talking about more memorable scenes, I feel like more people would start shifting to the sequels because this one is kind of the the tamest. So it's less iconic. So like the, the the him lobbing off his hand and the deer in the whole mm-hmm. room laughing and him fighting off mini ashes in the third one. This one is more of a just a straight up horror flick. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and, gonna be less rem- memorable, but that scene with the seller, absolutely. Because it's stood out. The, the, the first the, one was almost go ahead, Seth. The the deaths of the uh at, of the uh of the group after they get possessed. Mm-hmm. You know when they're just spitting up milk and uh, the, the, and when they decompose at the end, is that the, is that the first one? Yeah, after yeah. the book of the fire. Yeah, um, I felt that went on a little too long. I agree. Um, I think the le- the the last part of that, the very last or yeah, the very last part of it could have been cut. And it would have been the same thing because the last part of it kind of looked a little hokey. Um, and I'm not blaming anyone, you know, for the creativity. They did what they had to do. Yeah, this movie was made in 1981. I mean, for it being pennies, that old. For pennies. For pennies. Um, for it being that old. I mean, it's going to. 
it, it's it's going to get a few mulligans on certain aspects that. Well, don't yeah, hold up. yeah, yeah, and, and it's because Raimi's so good behind the camera, and I think what you really learn to appreciate about his directorial style is Raimi knows how to edit like a motherfucker. That too, but he also knows how to use camera movement to convey. Yeah. A movie. Well, um, the chase, the chase scenes. When, yeah, the shaking no, game I mean, thing. That's one hundred percent yeah. Oh God, that that's. I mean, that's uh, that. Now that's iconic. Yeah. Poor mm-hmm. imagery right there. Is, I mean, just well, uh, the way the way he the way he dollies in, uh, mm-hmm. and you can tell that most of this is most of it's handheld. Some, oh yeah, absolutely. Some of it's on a tripod, but there's a lot of handheld camera in this, and he's got to have one of the most steady handheld cams. Mm-hmm. Shit, man, this guy had talent from the get go. Yeah, um, and uh, I know a lot of. I kept thinking of a scene uh, that uh, that he that he's also directed uh, in Spider Man Two when the uh, the tentacles start to go ape shit and kill yeah. all the scientists and all the all the dolly ends of the zooming and and uh, using uh, very dark backgrounds uh, against a very highlighted uh, subject. That's mm-hmm. rainy and uh, oh yeah. He he's never ever lost that. It's, no. a, it's a lot of fun to look at. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was I going to go with this? Um, th- this movie, I don't think from the word go, and you know, we can say this bluntly. Oh, this movie was never made with the intention of there being sequels. I don't truly, I truly think that in this case, yeah. more than a lot, I don't think there were any sequels in the works. While the first one was being filmed, I think this was meant to be a standalone film. It definitely uh, has that that mm-hmm. feeling, and I and I'm pretty yeah. sure that you're right. Yeah. Um, I think it had something to do with rights uh, to the to the <clears throat> franchise when the sequel was made. So there were some problems there, but uh, for for those listening, uh, especially our French listeners, which we looked, we have <laughs> quite a few. Yes, yes. yes. Great, Bonjour. Gr- greeting. Greetings to our fellow nerds in Uganda and Nigeria. Welcome. Welcome back to the First Play Podcast. And don't think we forgot about you either, South Pacific. We see nope, you. Not at all. We see you. But uh, if, you, if, you, if you clicked on this expecting us to talk about Ash versus Evil Dead, we are not. A, mm-hmm. I, am, I, have, I have not finished it. And B, when you talk about that, a lot of, I, I know several people that only watch the TV show. They've never yeah. seen the sequels and they, they want to. Keep in mind that this is a completely 100% different Ash. This, oh, yeah. This is not the same person. Yeah, th- th- it, this, is, this isn't Ash. This is Ashley J. Williams. Yeah, this mm. is, this is all, it's almost like an alternate universe because the sequel yeah. is basically a retcon. Right. Uh, uh, and Bruce Campbell's even said the, the our Evil Dead 2 is a retcon sequel, which is not yeah. a thing. Yeah. It's a, it, so. There's a well, he they they fucking did it. Yeah, they did. They did, they did it. They, yeah. I was I was I was. Uh, it was very amusing to watch Sam Raimi sum up his entire first movie in about a minute and a half. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, that's and, and I remember the very. I can remember the first time I watched Evil Dead too. I'm like, why is he going back? Mm-hmm. Why does I, he? And I was like, and I and I realized, oh. It's basically just an alternate universe. It's the same movie again, yeah. but not really. Mm-hmm. And the, it the kind of makes no sense. The girlfriend is recast, but they, you still have a picture of the old actress. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which I found great. Yeah. Yep. 
I, why didn't Rainey use uh, just clips from the first movie to catch people up? Was it because he had to pay? Because it's not a sequel. Because like, like this movie is not a sequel. It it's ju- it's a retelling. Yeah, basically. it's a retelling from a different perspective. So it makes you think so, like you're getting a completely different movie, which you are. Yeah. But you're getting e- the Evil Dead retold from the complete perspective of Ash uh, from uh, Ash, and just a completely different sequence of events. Because in yeah. the first one, he's he, he's, he's he's a pussy. He, yeah, he's in it, but he he's not Ash. Mm. He's just he's, a guy on yeah. the screen. He is yeah. the, he's the character that you are actually surprised survived Lives. to the end. Yeah, exactly. Because. The first time you watch it, which set this was, but you already know the album because Ash is famous. Well, yeah. If you, exactly. if you were watching this in 1981, you wouldn't have expected Bruce Campbell to be the sole survivor of this of this film because right. even his buddy was mm. doing a lot more than he was. Ash just when shit went down, he for most of the film he was just off in the corner, scared in a puddle of piss. Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, I, where I. Th- for a second where I thought it was going to go and then I remembered, oh yeah, there's other movies um, was that the girl uh, his sister was going to wake up mm-hmm. and she had gone nuts and killed yeah, everybody was a, and it wasn't yeah. real and I was like, oh okay, but they're just going to make Ash survive, that's cool Yeah, uh, I, do, I do like the way it ends he just gets fucked anyway um, yeah. 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 Just, yeah, there's there, there's, there's no escaping this but you're, you're, why you, you could argue that that Ash is dead. You could say, like, because this is an alternate universe, that, that isn't even the same Ash. That it, the, the characters are 100% different. They're not the yeah. same. So that like Ash the, could probably be dead. Well, no, because in the sequel, the one, the one shot that he uses from the first movie is when the demon comes up to Ash, you know, the, the very end shot of the first, of the first film. Yeah. And, and it shows it being blown back into the woods. Yeah, and that immediately tells you what kind of movie you're in for. Oh yeah, no, this is definitely a sequel. I think uh, it's also a retelling. I would like to say one thing about the first movie before we jump into the second because it seems like that's the direction we're fixing to take, which is completely fine. Unless y'all have more to say on the first one, of course. Um, this movie gives you a overbearing sense of dread. It's like there's never a safe moment in this movie mm-hmm. from the time shit pops off to the t- time it ends. Yeah. You never feel like anybody's going to be okay. No, it's you an, don't. It's, and, an ex- and, it's an existential amount of dread being felt throughout the entirety of the film. And that's all down to uh, Raimi's camera work. I agree 100%. And, and even the acting. Well, which, it, all, it also has a lot to do with location because. Yes. They're f- they they're, shot in the woods. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're alone. There is no escape. Yeah. The bridge yeah. is broken. They these people are fucked. It's the it's the tension that gets created through atmosphere and camera work and mm. just all of it. It's it's it, a it, it's a masterclass in using your budget wisely. It's also a masterclass in creating tension through the art of storytelling, mm-hmm. which Raimi does remarkably remarkably well exactly except for spider-man 3 except for spider-man 3 yeah i mean which and you know, that, well yeah. that that's what happens when studios mess with good directors but that's another story for another sure day. right uh, but um evil two is evil to two's yeah let's go this, there. The, 
I, I if if you were to ask me, you know, what are your thoughts on Evil Dead Two? Because nobody ever does. This movie is just fucking bonkers. It is in the, the best way. Go. From the word it go, it is. Uh, it's I, a whole I, lot of dump fun. It is. I was uh, very surprised how much I enjoyed this film. Uh, mm. I enjoyed the second one out of uh, the most out of all of them. Mm. Uh, I would say I love I love the direction that it, it kind of it took what it took the sillier elements of the first movie and it's kind of like a self parody in a way and I appreciate that from Ramey as an artist he knew how that, to into it uh, that might just be what it is it's a parody of Evil Dead One yeah yeah I yeah. I, I I I don't I don't disagree with what you just said I would say that Evil Dead One even though it's a it's a fucking classic, is my least favorite of the trilogy. Evil Dead <laughs> two and three are usually back and forth with me. I, I I mean the third one is always gonna hold a place in my heart as the best of the three because it's so different. It's almost not even a and no it has of, it, yeah it's all it's almost not even a member of the trilogy. It's almost a standalone film, even though it is technically a member of the trilogy. It's so different. Yeah. Oh, I one and two just like. Just like two is so different from one and three, just like one is so different from two and three. It's a trilogy, yeah. but every movie can stand alone on its own. Yeah. If you if you've only seen the third one, Fine. You, you don't you didn't miss anything because no. like you like you said, it's its own story. It's almost like yeah. the Cornetto trilogy. Yep. There's like very, very little connecting the two the three films. Yeah. It's just awesome. But uh yeah. back to the there- second one. There is more connecting the second one to the first one than the third one to any of them. Sure. Um, the the moment that Ash took that head and started banging it against the wall, <laughs> I lost. I lost it, dude. I was and I was laughing with the film. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. laughing at it. I was laughing with it for sure. Right. Yeah. This. This. This is not one of those, you know, it's so bad that you laugh at it. This movie makes you laugh on purpose. Right. It it knows exactly what it is, and it is going to take that, turn it up to 11, and make sure that you're laughing, but at the same time, you're also a little unnerved, because it is still, this one is still a horror film. The third one is not at all. I would show show the third one to my six-year-old. I've described, described Sam Raimi several times in this way. Evil Dead 1 with Sam Raimi cutting his teeth. Evil Dead 2 with Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi that we know going forward. Yeah. He, he was honing his craft in 1, and in 2, he figured out who he was as a director, and he just went with it and is still going with it to this day. Well, he was just able to do more because he had more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, it, it didn't have a... I mean, yeah, it had a little bit bigger budget, but let's not bigger. Yes, not massive. It didn't break the fucking bank here. Let's oh no, no, no. He mistake. just he just had more money. Yeah, I mean, he was able to do things, and he was able to do things in this one he couldn't do in the first one. Yeah, uh, but he didn't. He didn't sell himself out. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-mm. The things that made the first one so great were in the second one as well. Yes, it's a uh, the camera work specifically. Yeah, the, the spirit works, there. Yes. Yeah, the spirit, uh, especially because I mean, it's one of my one of my absolute favorite scenes in Evil Dead Two is there isn't a there's hardly any. If, I'm trying to think. There's there's hardly any blood. 
in Evil Dead One, but in Evil mm-hmm. Dead Two, there's there's gallons. just gallons, gallons. and <laughs> gallons. gallons. It's ridiculous. You, yeah. you you know as a viewer, no human body has that much blood, but you don't care. An obnoxious, an obnoxious amount of corn syrup was spilt on the set those days. It was great. They're just and they're just spraying Bruce with a fire hose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Or the, the 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 guy stuck in the cellar and his legs are popping out and the ladies just get just dumped with wa- red water. It's hilarious. And, and you you could tell in Bruce Campbell's performance in the second one that he was loving every fucking minute minute of this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was eating he, that shit with a fucking fork. And, and that's uh, we haven't gotten into Bruce yet. Uh, this is what made Bruce Campbell a household name. This, this is the Ash that we know and love. Yeah. Bruce Campbell might be the actor I have seen have the most fun during playing a role. Yeah. Sure. Uh, he oh, hard, hard to debate that. Hard to debate that. And it's, it doesn't even matter to me what role he's playing. Because I've y'all seen it. it. It looks like he's having a blast when he's Bubba Hotep. Or I was when say, he's on... I was gonna say y'all hated Boba Hotep, but he was eating that fucking shit up. Exactly. Yeah, when, we we, when hate, plays, we hated the movie. Played, yeah, we hated the movie, but we didn't hate Bruce. Right. When he play when he plays Sam Axe on Burn Notice, I can tell he's having the most fun. When he is in the Sam Raimi Spider Man films for a minute, he's like he. I, I, if you told me that Sam asked Bruce Campbell to be in all three Spider Mans as a cameo, he's like, you don't even have to pay me, Bubba. I'll just right. do it for free because yeah. he just loves what he does. <laughs> And I cannot wait to see him in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I don't know what role he's going to play. I don't know how long he's going to be in the movie. But rest assured, he's going to enjoy every second he's on screen. And so am I. Exactly. And I think I have witnessed the most insane sequence of events ever ever filmed in Evil Dead 2. And that was the moment that the... uh, Taxidermied moose head comes to life, <laughs> and along with the furniture, along with the furniture, and he's dancing, <laughs> yelling his ass off. I was dying, dude. It was like a that was, was like so a, well done. That is horror comedy at its peak. Yeah, it was an R-rated Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, yep. And he's yep. just dancing with the lamp. Uh, yep, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love every second of it. And what's funny is, is that and uh, he's, he, and he 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 knows what he's doing there. But yet he's still slowly over the course of the movie going mentally insane. Yeah. And, and he played that perfectly. The, the the whispering to himself and the little facial expressions and the mannerisms and mm-hmm. only things that Bruce Campbell can bring out of a character. And especially when he goes, uh, when he gets possessed. Yeah. yeah. First of all, that makeup job is amazing. Yeah. Um. And he just completely changes demeanor. I love it. Uh, Evil Dead 2, uh, I will definitely, definitely watch multiple times. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, def- I'll, I'll watch the first one again uh, just to watch it. Uh, it's definitely a Halloween necessary sure. viewing, I feel like. Oh, yes, but sure. uh, this, the second one focused more on a lot of things. And one of the things they focused on especially is that goddamn chin because he did not have he did not have that kind of chin in the first one that thing got sharper and more muscular like jesus christ (laughs) you did not have that in the last film 
you could sharpen a fuck. You could sharpen Excalibur on that son of a bitch. I swear to God. Yeah. No, Bruce Cam- Bruce Campbell's a man's man, baby. I am I am fully comfortable enough with my sexuality to admit that's one handsome son of a bitch. I actually do have. I'm looking at a copy of his autobiography. It's called Hail to the Chin that he yeah. signed for me. <laughs> yeah. He signed. I, I met him at a uh, was it Barnes and Noble, and he signed it for me. It was awesome. That's one of my prized possessions, and no, you can't take. No, you can't touch it. <laughs> you can see it. You can see it, and you, if you want to read it, get the audio book because I'm not letting you have it. See with your eyes, man, not with your hands. Well, what, when the hand gets possessed, uh, he's got, that's hilarious. And, he, and, and he's got to he's got to lop it off with a chainsaw. I mean, he, that was just <laughs> that was that was that was cinematic brilliance. Nothing short of it. And it was uh, it was uh, it was groovy. groovy. It was groovy, yeah. What's funny is, is that uh, for the third one, it's very obvious they had to go back and redo that scene yeah. because nothing is the same. No, but so I, I just picture him like I get to do this again. Right, exactly. <laughs> he loved every minute of it. Uh, so, uh, speaking of the third one, which if you don't know, isn't called Evil Dead Three. It's called The Army of Darkness. Yes, and it is probably the most popular of the of the three movies um and, and for very good reason <laughs> yes well uh, well tra- here's the here's the thing um i think i like the third one the least out of all three of them i can uh, understand that i don't think it's a bad film i just think it's such a and you like it because it's different and i get that but i think it's such a departure from what the first two movies were that yeah, it, it's almost like it doesn't belong. It's like they took Ash and put him into a completely other film. They just he, he just it's like a crossover film almost. That's exactly what yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, it, it's it, Army of Darkness is just pure comedy. There's no horror about it. I also it's feel like comedy. I also feel like they made this with the intention that people could go see it without having seen the other two. Like, okay. but at the same time, it was there for people who had seen it. So it was there yeah. to, you know, basically just appease two different types of audiences. Right. Because I, I, I'll be the, I, I saw evil. I saw Army of Darkness. This was the first film in the trilogy I ever saw. Mm. Army of Darkness is just, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it, it is, it, it's, it, it yeah. is absolutely in the best possible way, in the best possible. It's such a quotable movie. That's it. It definitely is that. But I, 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 I totally agree. This I said about the second one. This movie's fucking bananas. Mm. It is and from the very beginning. And when he when he jumps up out of the pit and he's got his arm up, and he's doing a fucking shuriken and the the chainsaw on his uh-huh. stump. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I and actually I think that might be the only part of the movie that gave me a genuine laugh. Hmm. Um, now the I, really, next I, I, corner... I, I really didn't laugh during this film, and I know I was supposed to, but <laughs> I don't know. It felt too. The comedy was just so over the top. It's definitely juvenile. It was yeah. yes, I, yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. It was juvenile comedy, and I just didn't find it funny. Oh, yeah, it was... when, when he's got the this... when he's got the mini ashes that are that he's fighting against. Yeah, that's very childish. But when yeah. when he cl- when he climbs out of the pit and he's giving his uh, S mark. 
speech. I, I, I laugh about every this time. This is my stick. <laughs> like, dude, I there's one line in this movie I I try to quote every single day of my life. And uh it's like, uh, listen, you're running about two things right now, Jack and shit, and Jack left town. <laughs> I will I will pepper yeah. that into any conversation I can. Now I swear the next one of you primates so much as <laughs> touches me. <laughs> First she wants to kill me. Now she wants to fuck me. <laughs> Blow. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I, I, when, when she gives him the thing, the, the little blanket or whatever, he's good. I need a horse blanket. And then she slaps him and immediately runs up to her at the door. Give me some sugar, Give baby. Give me some sugar, baby. And Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> Hail to the king. Yeah, Hail I mean, it was, it was, like I said, I enjoy it the least out of the three, but it was just so bonkers that I couldn't look away from it. That is, exactly. it's, that's exactly what it is there for. Trust yeah. me. Uh, he could have easily made another horror film or another comedy or a horror comedy. This is just Sam Raimi doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. This is Sam Raimi. He made a kid's film. Yeah. Yeah. This is a kid's film. And yeah. I, if I, if I look at it as a children's film, then I like it more. This was uh, Sam. Ra- this was Sam Raimi making a Sam Raimi appreciation film. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Ian's right. I would show this to a six-year-old. Right. I have a six-year-old, and I would show it to him. Because, I mean, I feel like if you can shit in the toilet and wipe yourself, you're mature <laughs> enough to get this humor, which yeah. is not to the movie's detriment. I do want to point no. that out. I, I'm I'm making fun of it, yes, but f- because for some reason. We've made fun of comedies that were juvenile before, but this one mm-hmm. just works. Yeah, it does. It is a very special case where, yeah, it's not dry, it's not British, it's not intelligent, it's stupid, and mm-hmm. like Seth said, I can't stop watching it. Yeah, it's yep. it's it's the subject matter that lends itself best to this type of humor, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if this were just a straight up uh, medieval movie, this wouldn't work. Right. I mean, it, let's 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 think of the premise for a second. It's a man who just got done spending two movies fighting demons that gets transported into the dark ages with a chainsaw for a hand and a shotgun to fight an army of demons with an army of knights. I mean, <laughs> explaining that to somebody at the bar on, pap- on paper. That's just yeah, ridiculous. It's like it's like. They're pitching this movie in the studio executive's office, and they explain it. And the executive rails a fat ass line of coke. And he's <laughs> like, "Here's twenty million dollars. Let's make it happen, baby." <laughs> no, that's, what that's what happens movie. is what happens is if you pitch that, you're laughed out of the fucking room. But you have Sam Raimi's track record, and you're like, "Well, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. let's see what let's see what he can do. Let's. I mean, yeah, taking a chance on him before. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel like this one is amongst the people that I personally know. This one is the most popular. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no question. For good or for bad, it is the most popular of the three movies. And the second one should be. I, the second the, one is a... It, it's, one, it's a yeah. It's always, it's always been a dead close second. Mm-hmm. The second one is the best film of the trilogy. Make no mistake about yeah. it. Yeah, it yes. is. Um, but Army of Darkness, again shouldn't really even be considered in the trilogy because it is a completely 
it is as far away from the first two as the second one is from the first one. It's farther away. Oh, yeah. Um, Because the subject matter has nothing to do with the first two movies, with the exception of the Necronomicon and Deadites. That's it. And Ash. And Ash. And the car. And, and of course, the car. (laughs) Which they turn into a, a battle wagon in the most amazing way possible. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the obvious puppet army of deadites was just beyond funny. It's charming. It's very charming. I do. Yeah. One of my favorite jokes. I, I don't know how you didn't laugh at this because uh, he's, he's, he, he just got done making his new hand. And he's trying to sound like he's a lot smarter than everybody else, but he's like, it's like your primitive brain doesn't understand metallurgy and, and minerals. And it's like, <laughs> like he just he has no idea what he's talking about either. Minerals and molecular structures and what are you here for anyway? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's clear that he thinks he is, but he's not. He's not. It's, he's it's, he's Ash is an idiot. He always has but been. He's a brave idiot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Idiot, none and, wi- and he wins the day and always gets the girl. Hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> no, that, that last scene. By in, the way. In the S uh, when he's when he's fired away with that fucking <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So because there are two uh alternate endings. <laughs> Just depends on which one you saw. So you saw the one where he actually did get back to the to the right time. There's another yes. one where he overslept. And humanity's just gone. Oh wow! I haven't seen. I never saw that one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh It's kind of hard to find. You just have to. I guess you have to get the right DVD that says with alternate ending. Uh, I have to search that out. Or just YouTube it. Yeah, I mean, but the the uh, Army of Darkness is what spawned the comic book series. Um, Army of Darkness is what spawned Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. One of my favorites. Army of Darkness is what spawned Ash versus the Evil Dead, the television show. Um, Army of Darkness is what everything after that is based off of. Not Evil Dead 1 and not Evil Dead 2, whether that's fair or not. Or even canon. Or even canon. (laughs) Army of Darkness is what has propelled this franchise from then till now um, because of what it was. It's a cult classic. Mm -hmm. All three of them are cult classics. Make Mm -hmm. no mistake. But Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 are horror cult classics. Army of Darkness is just a cult classic film in general. I mean, it doesn't really have a genre. I mean, you can find it in comedy. You can find it in action. You can find it in horror section. Mm-hmm. Hey, hell, it doesn't even break the 90-minute mark. No, not no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's a very short film. Uh-huh. Yeah, they uh, they do what Evil Dead 1 did. They just got right to it. Didn't yeah, I mean, right into mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah, just jump right into it. Balls uh, yeah, on I, fire. I, I haven't... <laughs> kind of spread these movies out when I can. I think I haven't seen this movie in like four years. I forgot how short it was. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching it, it doesn't feel short. Uh, and by, what I mean by that is it's not rushed. No, it's paced very no. well. Yeah, yeah. All of them are. I would say the, the first one had some pacing issues, but it still wasn't, it wasn't bad. 
mm-hmm. I think it was uh, just they like Evil Dead Two. It when it started, it did not stop. But Evil right. Dead One, things would happen, and then stuff would stop for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was, it was fine. It just, Army of Dark, Army of Darkness, much like Two, it just started from the word go and didn't stop until the end. Like yep. we, from the word hello from from hello fancy pants to on it was over yeah like <laughs> when he mispronounces the words when he mispronounces yep. the words and then the little mini ashes grow out of him and that, i mean <laughs> oh the mini ashes the mini ashes yeah yeah that went yeah. on a little too long it it did but it was great the entire time it happened um, I, I I thought the one growing out of him was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. When the yeah. Eye, the eye on his shoulders. Oh my god, it's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, yep. That that's just uh, that's just great special effects work. I, I'll mm-hmm. always say that. I, I I love watching those those transformation scenes. Yeah. Well, that's one thing. All these all three of these movies had is they had great special effects. They had amazing practical effects, especially the first and the second one for the budget they had. Mm-hmm. And um the editing and the camera work was, you know, it's Sam Raimi. So it was amazing. Yeah. If, if, if you're a fan of just film craft, sure. You, you, I, evil dead one and evil dead two are must sees. Yeah. Be, because it's, again, it's, it's direction at its maximum. It, um, it, it, they're, they're both a masterclass in action filmmaking. Yes. And I put the special effects up there with uh, that that scene in Hellraiser, uh, where Frank is reborn. Because yeah, yes, Hellraiser had more money, but this one was much more imaginative with what they were able sure. to pull off. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it might look hokey now, but you can still respect it. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Still to this day, some of the best demon design I've ever seen. Um, that and Demon Knight are probably the two best movie, or probably the two best demons I've ever seen on film. Yeah. Uh, oh, and oh, and something I forgot to mention that I appreciated about the first one. Uh, I like how how the demons get released is a complete accident. Yeah, it's not them being dumb. They're just they're they're listening to this tape, and he just mm-hmm. heard the words mm-hmm. that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because normally uh, when somebody comes across an artifact like that, it's them reading the book themselves. Like it happens in, you know, the mummy and or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they didn't read the book; they and just that, that, stumbled across it. That, that's what I like um, so much about Cabin in the Woods is they are obviously writing a love letter to a lot of different horror movies. Oh yeah, but this film series specifically. I mean, they're in the same goddamn cabin, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty they much. released the monsters the exact same way. I mean, well, it wasn't yeah. uh, a book of the dead; it was just a diary. But yeah, but they still, did. They read yeah. a book. Yeah, it wasn't the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, right? But still, I awesome. mean, that's which, exactly how it happened. Which that, which the book, j- just as iconic as Bruce Campbell himself, bound in yeah. flesh and written in blood. I love the I love the Necronomicon how it looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. it looks like it. Yeah. There's a there's a face on it for God's sakes, it's right? Gross. And then <laughs> right. you see it, and then you see it, and Jason goes to hell. Yeah, you do. Uh, I think, I think I'm evil dead it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's a great little series. It's a lot of dumb fun. Yeah, that is the probably one of the many good ways that we put it. It's dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which brings us to our homework assignment. Yeah, yes. what you got for us, Rebel? All right, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite directors, especially his early work. Uh, that's Christopher Nolan. We're yeah, watch- I know what it is. We're going to watch Memento. Yep. I knew you were going to. I, I, I knew I, it. I, I don't think I've ever even heard of the film. Oh, really? I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. Yeah, we're going to watch Memento. Uh, all right. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And what platform can this be found on? I do not know because I own it. Oh, well, that, uh, all right. Uh, here, I'll, I'll, rest, I'll look rest it up assur- real quick. Rest assured, if it's not on anything else, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, for $4. Because <laughs> every, every movie ever made is on Amazon Prime. I'm certain of this. Memento is on for free. Tubi, the end. Uh, yeah, don't watch it on Tubi. It has commercials. All right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it on Prime. It'll, 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 It'll get commercials will completely break the pacing of this film. I'll shell out four bucks. Fair enough. All right, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Yes. Always. Been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. And as always, hail to the king, baby. <laughs> <laughs>